0: ethos.
1: This is The Next Simple Step with Paul and Angela. And today we have a wellness expert, creator of the Visibly Fit Wellness System, as well as a TV show and podcast called Visibly Fit. Wendy Pet is here. Wendy, you're uh, a wellness expert. Uh, what exactly does that mean?
0: Well, <laughs> there's like a, several different spokes to that. I'm a naturopath. I'm fitness expert, um, wellness, meaning holistic approach. So it's mind, body, spirit, uh, and the way in which I work with my clients, nutrition. uh, It's kind of the whole gamut, if you will, because, you know, as you know, health and wellness isn't just one category. It's it's the whole person. And so that's really where um, I work with my clients and, and really unraveling kind of what where their stuck point is and how to get them back into a good, healthy, whole uh, place. And so it's not just a one thing. It's kind of a conquer and layer approach.
1: And with that, everybody's unique, but I'm sure you see common threads. Uh, what is maybe one thing that is common among the people that you coach and work with Like, where do you even start? Uh, Because, you know, yeah, get healthy, mind, body, spirit, all the things. I'm overwhelmed. Uh, I don't have a lot of energy. I'm already overcommitted. Uh, I'm just trying to keep my head above water. Where do you even start?
0: Yeah, well, I tend to start in maybe a different place than, than most, but I start with the heart. I start with what's really going on and why are people choosing the habits that they're choosing and what's the self-sabotage about. And and it's it's just a, a deeper thread. And what I have tend to notice and what I share a lot on my podcast and on other things is that uh, fitness and, and health and wellness really starts with the F word and that gets people's attention. Uh, but that F word is forgiveness. There's so much... Um, Around what other people have have either done to that person or put on that person as a label or or whatever that has really been a uh, a reason that they have you know gone to unhealthy food or inactivity or just in kind of a stuck place or even a forgiveness for themselves of not taking care and stepping up and into the way that they desire and deserve to be, so yeah, that's where it starts forgiveness.
2: So You know, it's interesting you say that because I literally did a forgiveness exercise with myself this Mm. morning to start Mm. my day. So it's kind of funny how sometimes you become the mirror, right, of what you do. All of a sudden you start to see echoed around you, which I'm sure you experience with your clients as well and your clients' experience. But can you unpack that a little bit more about how – because – Most people, you know, as a wellness person, and for me, weight loss and a lot of the areas that you talk about as well, emotional eating, things like that, the last thing people think they need in order to get the result they want, whatever that looks like for them, right, is forgiveness. So can you connect the dots with how does forgiveness directly correlate to I need to lose weight or I need to improve my energy or I need to stop
0: eating this
2: sugar, you know, whatever someone might come to you with. Yeah, that's
0: a great question. And for everyone, it's different. But when we unpack it and unravel, it's it's like, you know, you've heard the analogy of an onion, right? You've got to peel back the layers of the onion to get to that place that really gets you teary-eyed and gets you understanding your why. Why do I... Why do I do what I do, and why do I want to change the trajectory of how I'm living my life? And so, um, it, it really is is unraveling, understanding their story, having them. We do a lot of different exercises around forgiveness, and because a lot of people don't really see it, they're so stuck in it, they don't necessarily see it from a bird's eye view or from a coaching perspective. And so, when they start to journal it and do some of the exercises that we do, then it's like, oh, I see. Wow, I didn't really realize that I had so much emotion around X, Y, Z. And this is a trigger for me to go to that ice cream every time. And I didn't even realize, or, you know, whatever to fill a void that only God can fill, right? Like ultimately that that's the reality is that, that, you know, we're also human. We're trying to fix things with counterfeit comforts. And it's really only a place where God can, can fix us. And we have to come to a surrender place, a forgiveness place, and a, an a understanding of who we are in Christ and understanding our identity and stepping up into that space. And so it, it's just kind of a massaging that first, and then it helps us to understand and then rewire uh, our brain in a new way so we can start to bring in new habits.
1: Okay, you mentioned journaling. That's one tool. Uh, if somebody is not a journaler, that seems like okay. Well, wh- you know, how is that going to help me? And where do I even start? So, how how do you start a uh, habit of journaling? And what's maybe a prompt you use to to get started?
0: Well, with uh, we have group coaching, so there's accountability, right? So there's a. a Big part of the program that for most people to succeed, you need accountability. So even with journaling or even with um doing prayer meditation, like you know, check it off the box. Did you do it? There has to be accountability. Um if there's not, it's too easy to be loosey-goosey around it because it takes a while to form a habit. Some people say it's 21 days. Some people say it's 28. Some people say if for everyone it's different. If you want to know the truth, because I have seen there's no like solid number for people, but it's, it's to, to be from what I'm seeing a, a three to five week kind of period, but it has to be an everyday consistency. Um, and that's where that accountability comes in. So if you're not a journaler, um, that's okay, but you can become one. So it's changing your mindset around that. Like if you're like, Oh, I don't like to do that, or I hate this, or well, you're gonna learn to love it. (laughs) And that's part of the thing. You gotta get out of your comfort zone and do the tough stuff in order to change the way you're living.
1: I love it. And I would say I was never a a journaler either, and it that kind of seems weird. And uh, but maybe you just need to relabel it. And for me, I just call it morning pages and every morning write three pages. And it's done. And I notice a difference when I don't do that brain dump. In other words, it's, it's not for anybody else to read. I don't even go back and read it most days. It's just a matter of kind of get through all of the chaos in my mind, all the busyness, uh, because everybody's coming at you, even your friends, but especially marketers on social media and the whole world around you is designed. People have their own agendas. They're trying to sell you something or they've got their own concerns and they're trying to influence you in some way or another. And so to get that, Clarity to, to get that all out and unburden and back to the unforgiven the forgiveness piece. Like, okay, um, yesterday didn't go perfect. Guess what? Life comes at you fast. So I'm gonna forgive myself for not living up to my own standards yesterday. Right Today's a new day, and I'm gonna pray for inspiration today. Like, you know, what's the main idea today? What what uh how can you know, you show up today and uh, God give me inspiration uh, for what you uh, want me to do today. And that is uh, all a part of that. So I really appreciate that. Uh, as far as the accountability piece, uh, I'm wondering, you know, uh, if you're not in a group, uh, how, do, how do you even find accountability? If you're trying to get healthy and maybe you're the first one in your family to do that, uh, it's an uphill climb. I mean, how do you, um, how do you get support uh, for that?
0: Yeah. You got to find your tribe. You got to find a tribe. Um, you've got to be intentional because I think human nature, we kind of think, oh, I got this, I got this. And then, you know, two days into it, you're like, oh, I don't have this. <laughs> you know, we've got to find people that are, are like mindsetted, not necessarily like you know, like-minded, but like-mindsetted that can, uh, help us rise up and be better human beings. And so it's, it may feel uncomfortable in the beginning, but step into that space, whether it's, you know, at a gym or with a, 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 you know, coaching group, um, maybe it's online, you know, wherever there's, there's groups everywhere at church, whatever, but you have to do the work and you have to be intentional. So I would say, get out and seek that, that tribe. So I want to
2: kind of revisit something that you said, because I feel like it's a big piece of this for a lot of people. And and they may you know, there's a there's a lot of things that can come up or, around this uh, understandings around this. And that is identity. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things that to me, you can't gloss over. But yet it's very easy for people that are not in this space, like the coaching space, right? We coaches, I think, are pretty, we understand the identity piece um, more than maybe the, the rest of the normal population, right? But talk to me about the importance of identity and the importance of the work with the identity. Because when you talk about a kind of accountability and the tribe and finding your group, part of that is helping you shift who you think you are. And, um, and creating because a lot of our beliefs, a lot of our identities become shaped by circumstances and things that are outside of us. Right. And that can go into some of these habits and behaviors. Right. So I'd love for you to unpack a little bit, the importance of identity or how you see identity as being an important part of the wellness piece that you're trying to, to work on with people.
0: Yeah, that's so good, and it is everything, especially in a world that is having an identity crisis right now. Oh, good point. Um, it is everything, and so really knowing who you are in Christ uh, and, and reading God's word, and so just really meditating and and knowing who you are, it takes, it takes work, right? Like you have to dive in to God's word and pray and meditate and, and affirm over and over. And so it really seeks, seeps into your mind and in your heart to really know who you are. Because like you said, we're, we're being told who we are on the outside. Um, you know, based on our circumstances or based on media or whatever, or we've uh, adopted a certain identity because we want to fit in. No, it's about knowing who we really are to the core. And that takes, again, work. It takes being quiet. It takes solitude. It takes, um, again, just reading truth and, and, and letting it sink in through and through. And so that's one of those things that's personal, right? It's very personal and how you do that, but you have to be intentional. Um, I, again, I mean, my husband and I, we, we have devotions every morning and we're in God's word. And I'm telling you, if we were not, um, you can lose sight of, of your identity pretty quickly because of the way the world is today.
1: Man. Thank you for saying that. I grew up going to church and other people telling me what God is like. And at some <laughs> point I had to grow up for myself and like, Oh, I can actually read this for myself and see God's like Jesus. And here's exactly what Jesus said to do and how to be and, uh, you know, be still and know, uh, that I am God and, and, you know, follow (laughs) Jesus means to love God and love your neighbors yourself. And it, it uncomplicates things when you do the work yourself. I, uh, it's, it's clarifying, if you will, because you're not trying to adopt everyone else's uh, opinion about how you should be or how God is. You got you to gotta do the work yourself. There is no shortcut.
0: That's right. That's right. And you said the, the second one, well, I mean, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, but love your neighbor as yourself. And so that's kind of a missing one that people forget. Love your neighbor as yourself. So if you don't love yourself, how are you going to love your neighbor? And so right. a lot of people think, oh, well, taking care of myself and all of that is so selfish. Well, no, if, if you aren't healthy, whole and complete, you cannot love the way God intended to our, our neighbor. So that, that's great. But yeah, it is an individual journey.
2: Kind of piggybacking on that, do you find that people tend to put more emphasis on the doing and having to do more, be more, produce more, work more, versus really beginning to tap into the who am I and who am I? Because, like, you know, because there's, there's like, I see it as two camps. There's the camp of I have to do, 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 do. And then I always heard it said to me that, no, we need to be, we're human beings. We're not human doings, right? Kind of a yeah. thing. But that's kind of hard sometimes to be like, well, how do I, what? I just be it? What does that mean? Like, how do I be it? I need that's to do so something good. to be it, right? And you keep going back to the do. So, so like, how do you, how do you explain that to someone? How do you kind of bridge that gap for somebody? Because what I'm hearing you say is we need to, we need to be mm-hmm. this person, this loving person to ourselves first. Yes, but how yes. do you, how do you, how do you do that? What does that look
0: like? Well, I mean, it's a balance, right? Like we do have to do. (laughs) Yeah. We can't just sit on the couch and expect our life to change. I'm being skinny. I'm being skinny. I'm being skinny. Yeah, no, it's you can't do that. Like there is a balance, but um usually people are, are swayed to the the all or nothing model or, you know, just in this camp or this one and they they're not understanding the flow and and the balance of of both. They they're they collide, they come together. And um so it's it's going to be different for everyone because everyone's in a different season in their lives. Some people may be single moms. some people may be single dad, some people may be, uh, you know, new parents, some people may be grandparents, whatever they're in different seasons. So the flow, the ebb and flow of that is very personal as well. So I would love to say, Oh, here's the one, two, three method of how to do that. But, but it's not, It, it but it definitely has to come together.
1: Yeah. You know, that's funny you say that. Uh, my wife's been traveling this week, and so I have to keep the kids alive and fed and all those things. The <laughs> yes, three please kids. keep
0: them alive, Paul.
1: <laughs> I, I was getting frustrated with myself that I wasn't getting as much done. And I realized, oh, wait a second. <laughs> I've got added responsibilities. I'm doing all the things that my wife normally does. And so you do have to adjust. And, and I realize you can't compare yourself to somebody else's journey because you don't know what they've got going on and we so often do that we look at other people and're like why am i you know not doing you know better or as good as that person and it's like well you you're not on the same journey. <laughs> you yeah. don't have uh, necessarily the, the same upbringing, the same fears, uh, the same responsibilities, the, you know, whatever, the same support system. And so I think that's back, back to the forgiveness thing. You have to kind of forgive yourself for not being perfect and realize you're human. Um, but I wanted to ask you uh, about the self-care thing because, uh, you know, that uh, is a trigger word for some people. Uh, and some of you, well, self-care, I'm, you know, going to have wine and chocolate every night. That's self-care. I
2: did my nails.
1: So I'm defi- taking care of myself. <laughs> I don't think that's what you mean. So tell me what you mean by true self-care.
0: Yeah. True self-care is loving yourself to the core and loving yourself as God loves you. And and what does that look like? It means taking care of of this body that has been gifted to you to your best ability and if you were to really ask yourself am i really taking care of of this gift to my best What's your answer? Is it, yeah, kind of, or is it, yeah, I'm all in. I am getting to bed early. I am, I am doing things that'll help me stress less. Like I'm going for walks. I'm doing deep breathing. I'm, you know, I'm going for doing some fun activities. It's not all work and no play, or it's not all play and no work. You know, it's, it's, it's reevaluating where am I really, how am I fueling my body with the kind of foods? Is it, you know, life-giving food or is it foods that's going to cause death at the cellular level? So how are you moving your body? All of the things needs to be evaluated. And so that's self-care. Um, Angela, you mentioned getting your nails done. Yeah, that's part of self-care too. But that's like, you know, kind of that surfacy thing that, uh, you know, when we look at people on social media, they look like they've got it all together, but they're like ducks on water and they're just, you know, their feet are panicking underneath that water. We want to be a holistic well-balanced, rounded individual. Um, and that takes, um, intentionality in all areas because one thing flows into the other. You can't be, um, you know, physically fit and yet, you know, eating like junk, like that doesn't even connect. That's not even possible, you know, but people try to do that. They try to outrun that, that poor diet. So everything spills into the other and our emotions play a big, big role. I talk about uh, releasing emotions so you can release the unhealthy weight attached to those emotions and emotions are big. And so I know we talked about forgiveness and that kind of thing, but I'm talking like negative emotions, like anger and bitterness and resentment and, and, all the things that are low uh vibrational frequency emotions that our, our cells um, really do respond to they are vibrating at a at a slower pace if you will um, an unhealthy pace because of these uh emotions that we're feeling as opposed to joy and peace are we we vibrate at a at a higher frequency when we are at a um, healthier state of being and i'm not saying you can't have all these emotions god gave us these emotions but it's staying stuck in those that's where the problem lies so, anyway, I, I'm I'm digressing, but <laughs> no, not at all, <laughs> not at all.
1: Okay, I'll ask a follow up on that because healthy eating—you've mentioned it. Angela coaches it as well. There's a lot of information. There's so many diets. I mean, uh, and where do we even find the truth about what is? Uh, a well balanced, a healthy diet, right? We know processed foods are bad. We hear sugar's bad in massive quantities, and some people say any sugar's bad. So, like, how do you cut through that and figure out like what is what is actually even good, and how do I manage that? I'm busy, you know. I don't have four hours to prepare meals every day. Like, where do you find good information um, to make decisions on your uh, what you eat?
0: That is the biggest issue is the confusion of all that's out there and all that's being told to us and thrown to us, you know, eggs are good one day, eggs are bad the next. And, you know, there's all this stuff like, oh, you got to be paleo. Oh, you got to be um, vegan or, you know, you, I think if I were to be honest, um, I mean, I'm, I'm I teach more whole food plant based, right? Like that's what I've seen for the last two decades that works with my clients and in, in a really, uh, incredible way, getting off medication and releasing weight. And that's what works for us. And it's, it's powerful. I've seen p- lives fully change, but I've also seen lives change in other camps as well. So I'm not going to say that it's my way or the highway. We're all different, but I will say that I am a, um, I, I mean, I, I I will preach my my song here because I believe it in my own life and in other people's as well of what I've seen. But I am not saying it's for everyone, right? Like there are some people that that literally um aren't willing to to do what what I have my clients to do because it takes a lot of intentionality. It's going to change a lot of habits and routines, but is there a great outcome on the, on the back end of it? Absolutely. But, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, misconceptions of, of diet and, and even fasting and it's just all overwhelming, right? So I would honestly say that if you're eating solid, healthy, wholesome, God-given foods um, that you're going to be doing, um, your, your body a lot more service than if you're going to do processed foods or anything with sugar and, you know, taking out the things that are obvious, right. But it takes consistency. And, and it really takes, um, knowing that am I fueling my body with life giving foods or is it foods that's going to cause my body to deteriorate? And that's really a question that you have to ask yourself because we know right? Again, it's tapping into the emotions with the food that I'm deciding to choose. And why is it okay that I'm deciding to eat this donut right now? Like that's the bigger issue to unravel. Like why have I decided that it's okay to poison my body as opposed to, you know what, I'm going to have some carrot sticks and some broccoli right now instead. Like wh- why why, wouldn't you choose that instead when it's going to, give you, um, a life force that's going to give you fuel and it's going to enhance your overall longevity and vitality. So again, um, I'm not going to, um, fully say whole food plant-based and yet I am, but, um, I'm not going to tell your audience that because that's up for them to choose. Right. But honestly, we do know it's tapping into the, why aren't you doing it? That will help you to get to what you know. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: I've cut kind of a stir the pot Question um, yeah. <laughs> that I feel like I want to throw out there only because Start. of of um previous things that have been said and and all of us kind of being in, in alignment with our convictions, with our faith convictions, right? And it was something that I was thinking about today, just on my own, um, in doing my morning work. And that was the question of can you really be healthy without having a spiritual connection to God without having a connection to God. And I was asking this question. I'd love both of your feedback because I was really thinking about this with my own practice and the, and the clients I work with and not everybody I work with is a spiritual person. You know, I love working with people that are in alignment with my uh, beliefs because it's easier. I kind of feel like now we can talk real talk. Like now we can, now we can hook up to the same power source, right? It's easy, but I've got clients that I'm going to be coaching later today that uh, spirituality is a no-go we don't talk about that right and i've wondered, and they struggle more in my opinion in my opinion they struggle more and i've all i've wondered even you know do, do i even is there even a place to begin to work with somebody when they aren't willing to tap into ultimate source outside of themselves and that's kind of been something i've been going back and forth with myself about i'd love to get your thoughts
0: yeah. Angela, as as a coach, um, you get to choose how your coaching model is made up. And so when yeah. people come in and coach with you and you say, this is a non-negotiable, I I do pray and I do this. And are you okay with that? They can either say no or yes, right? Well, so
2: they're always okay with my faith because I am like honest about, hey, this is my worldview. I'm not going to yeah. push it on you because I've yep. seen a benefit in you know, because I've asked myself, well, should I only work with Christians? right? Because there are coaches that can do that, right? Sure. And I've been kind of be like, well, you know, is like, let's take it into a different um not the wellness space. Let's take it into money, right? If yeah. you look at a coach like Dave Ramsey, for instance, mm-hmm. he works with non-Christians, right? There's like his empire is pretty big. Right. It, it's expansive with even non-Christians, but he makes no bones about I believe in a biblical worldview, right? So you can take it or leave it. So that's kind of been a question of mine is, well, do I begin to Hone the the thing, the container, right? Yeah, that it yeah. must include these things because that's who I am. Or is there room for for taking on people who are like I'm not there yet, but they can still get a benefit because maybe something gets said in that coaching container that will begin to open them or to tw- you know? I've just, yep. but I've kind of been wondering if c- can you even cut that out? You know, can you even ignore that because I don't know that you can.
0: Um, I would say no. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, I, mean, I have worked with from uh, Muslims to Buddhists to agnostic to atheist, and I always do the prayer. And if I've ever forgotten, they have asked for it. I'm telling you, you get to plant seeds along the way when you are are bold in your faith and not shoving it down anyone's throat. But just they know where you stand, and so you just continue to operate at the level that that God has you operating in, and they can choose to, you know embrace some of it or not, but you never know who you might be pouring into in a way that, man, they just really need to hear the truth of who they are in that moment. And so I would say just, yeah, be bold in that because, um, I, I don't think anyone that I've ever worked with, I mean, I've worked with people all across the world and they have never, um, uh, had, had a problem with me praying over them ever, ever. So mm, anyway, interesting. Embrace, well, that was that was a question
2: faith. of mine too. Is do is that something that you include in your programs and your yes. coaching containers? It's like, hey, 100%. whether You like it or not, you don't have to believe like me, but you're going to get this from me. One hundred percent. Yes.
1: Well, and man, I love this conversation because I do think it's important as a person who has. I know this is a, a buzzword, like you know, deconstructed and reconstructed my faith. Like, what do I actually believe? Uh, and uh, I think that's important. Like nobody wants to be preached at, nobody, um, but they do want to be seen and loved. And if you truly love someone, uh, you can tell them what you believe. And yes, of course, I don't care what your faith background is. Eating healthy and physical exercise and sleeping well is going to be good for you, right? So yeah. that portion Some of the other of
0: that- faith. Uh, uh- sex have it better than, than Christians. Even, totally. right? So let's talk about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because science is science and, yeah. uh, you know, fueling your body the way it ought to be fueled, um, is good advice no matter what you believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's where I start from. We're supposed to love one another, um, no matter what we believe. And that's not conditional upon what the other person believes. Right. But, um, I think of it w- in your coaching, just like in your real life, um you develop relationships and then the deeper the relationship goes the m- deeper you can go in conversation about your why and the deeper issues but um because you don't probably Angela start in the first session really going deep on identity and forgiveness and all that it's like it builds into it's a, a point yeah. right Um, At first, we have to say, like, why did you come to me? Why are you seeking coaching, right? You get to know the other person and find out where they're coming from. And because each person kind of is starting in a different place. Wendy, this is the next simple step. What's, if we distill this down, I I realize I just said it's complicated. You can't. But what's maybe one step someone can take? It's listening to this. um, They know the general advice of, uh, you know, eating healthy and and making sure they're doing the work, but like what's one thing uh, everyone can do to take a step to to be healthy, uh, to walk in health? What comes to mind is that would make everybody's health a little bit better if they just did this.
0: Yeah, well, you just said it. Um, what's the next step? S T E P. Take a step, like literally, go for a walk, <laughs> and that's a great way to nurture your soul and your spirit, but also get your your lymphatic system moving and and just shake loose some some toxins and and just have have just a great start of your day, right? Like after you have maybe your, your quiet time and then go for a walk and it doesn't have to be like a power walk. It could be, but just take a step, go around the block, go for a couple of miles, whatever your, um, athletic ability is right now and your condition, just do what you can do. And then the next thing is put a plant on every plate, meaning substitute maybe the french fries for a salad you know just start adding in and eventually the more you add in that's healthy it will push out the bad and so you're going to start feeling better you're going to start feeling more encouraged you're going to say wow look i'm actually making a healthy beautiful plate and it really will start to push out the unhealthy um journal just start to journal even if it's uncomfortable and and have that quiet time to just pray and meditate and really understand who you are and why you operate the way you do and, and really learn to forgive yourself from past because past is past. It's gone. And let's focus on today. And I think those are the next best steps that we can take, right? Just simple, take a step, literally put a plant on every plate and journal.
1: Well, thank you. That, that was a lot of steps, but you have very to pick one. <laughs> Three
0: I love of them. Yeah. Wherever you're at, uh, take the, the
1: next simple step. Uh, Wendy, thank you very much. Now, Um, you have your own podcast and YouTube channel and coaching group. So what's the best place to find you on the internet?
0: Yeah. So my podcast is called Visibly Fit and uh, you can find that anywhere um, uh, where you're probably listening. I am there too. So that's good. My husband and I have a podcast called Your Biggest Breakthrough. Check that out as well. But you can go to wendypet.com and uh, check out all that I have to offer there. And it's dot com. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. It's been amazing.